0: If we go back to the early 90s, Alan Cross, who hosts the ongoing history of new music, always tells this fantastic story. The story deals with barcodes. You put a barcode on something, you read it with a scanner, and you can start to accumulate some data. So for the longest time in the music industry, you had Billboard magazine, other charts, They would call around to record stores. Somebody would answer the phone, and they would say, hey, what's big? And they might get somebody on the other end who said, uh, I don't know. We've been selling a lot of ACDC this week. I guess they're pretty big. Okay, ACDC's big. All right. And they would mark that down. And that's about as scientific as it got. And then around about 1991, barcodes were put on the sides of CDs, And they could accumulate the data. They could see what was actually selling. Country music was a big winner because it was realized people are buying country music. Alternative rock, big winner. People are buying alternative rock. And all of a sudden, you had a lot of investment in those two genres. And they absolutely took off in the 90s. Well, now we have the ability to use data in an even more extreme way. We can get data on everything to the point that we can get data on things like sales. And Moneris is one of those companies that can do it because they operate a lot of the payment machines that are used and they accumulate data and then they can break it down. David Litwin is a senior specialist in external communications at Moneris. And we spoke with him today about cannabis and the fact that we have seen sales of cannabis for the last four years now almost four years so what trends are we seeing well david talked about what Moneris has picked up on in terms of cannabis spending trends
1: well that's actually a great question and i'm glad you brought it up so Moneris is one of the largest uh, payment processors in canada and because of that we have access to a whole wealth of transactional data and actually get to take a really deep look at some of these uh, spend trends that we're seeing So, with cannabis specifically, I think a place I'd like to start actually is by zooming out and looking at the big picture of cannabis spend since legalization in 2018. So, our Monero's transaction data shows that cannabis spend actually increased dramatically in those first couple of years since legalization. And while that growth has tempered in the last couple of years, it is still on the rise and continues to hit new highs. But, like you said, uh, mentioning 420, one of the most surprising things we found when looking at that spend data was that it's actually not the biggest spend moment for cannabis retailers. Actually, we saw bigger and more noticeable upticks in spending uh, during the weeks leading up to the long weekend in summer, so Labor Day weekend, or um, in the weeks uh, at the end of the year in December, as people look to sort of make the most of their time off when they go on holidays.
0: <laughs> Either that or thinking, what can I get someone as a gift? Well, <laughs> I do know something about them.
1: That's really interesting that it seems to be holiday times. Definitely. It makes the holidays a little bit happier, I suppose. <laughs> we're talking
0: with David Litwin, and David is a senior specialist in external communications at Monero. And we're looking at some of that data that you can pick up and really analyze in terms of transactions as they kind of go toward cannabis and cannabis related products. So you mentioned that we're still kind of on a, a rise. How big? is kind of the the volume of transactions
1: right now. Where would you put that? Now, cannabis is definitely like one of those emerging industries. And, you know, the growth we've seen has definitely been fueled by a lot of new entrants to the market. Um, When we want to actually put numbers on the page, I think one of the best places to start, actually, and I mentioned the two spikes for Labor Day and Christmas, but actually the biggest spike in spending we saw was uh, in the early days of 2020, So the first few months of 2020, right before the pandemic was declared and in the months leading up to it as lockdowns were kind of announced, we saw a tremendous increase in spending uh, for cannabis. And to put that in perspective, I believe online transactions actually increased 68% uh, in just those four months alone between January and April. And at the same time, in-person volumes, they increased 25%. But as people look to sort of minimize that physical contact uh, with lockdowns and restrictions in place, Transactions were down slightly at just minus 1% uh, between those four months. And so when we look at those numbers, what we saw is that the average transaction size for an in-person transaction increased by about 26%. People didn't want to go out as much. And when they did, they wanted to make the most of that trip. And at the same time, they were shifting online. So people were actually starting to pay for cannabis more uh, through e-commerce. Um, The interesting thing that we saw there was that the average transaction size actually decreased. But it's to be expected because those smaller in-person transactions were shifting online. And that's when we saw it move towards uh, e-commerce in that space.
0: Interesting, where you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home and you can still make those purchases. So if we looked at average transaction size, so someone making a transaction, making a purchase cannabis related, what's the average transaction
1: size? That's a great question, actually. And we can now like skip forward, I think, to to you know more recent statistics and take a look at this year versus last year for the month of March. And when we look at average transaction size, and I'll break this down into in-person and online. So in-person, the average transaction size was about, you know, just under $50. And the trend we saw here is actually that that's down 7% year over year. And what we notice and uh, helps explain this is that businesses are reopening and we're sort of exiting that pandemic, things are reopening. People are getting more comfortable again. This is a mirror image to what we saw at the beginning of the pandemic, where it's more convenient for people now just to pop down to a local dispensary and make that smaller purchase on a need-to-need basis. Meanwhile, for online transactions, we actually saw an increase uh, of 17%, and the average transaction size there is just under $100. It's $99.99, and that's up 15% year over year. And there could be several reasons for that. It could be because cannabis might still be a guilty pleasure for some. It's um, something that they enjoy the anonymity of purchasing online. But more than likely, it probably has to do with that convenience factor. Like you said earlier, it's to do with delivery and being able to have those orders shipped directly to your door. And depending on the cannabis retailer, they may have shipping minimums. And that further incentivizes people to sort of you know, increase their basket size at checkout.
0: Wild that this can be analyzed in the way that you've done it. David, thanks so much for joining us and for the information today. Really appreciate it. Have a good weekend.
1: No worries at all. My pleasure.
0: Leading into the holiday weekends, leading into the holidays, Canadians purchase more cannabis and cannabis-related